business has two functions, right? Marketing and innovation. And everything else is a cost. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode and the interview with our best ever guest, I want to mention Fund That Flip because Fund That Flip is an online lender that gives you fast, convenient access to really affordable money that you need for your flip project. So if you're doing residential flips, then the main thing I imagine that you're focused on, uh, or the main two things, are the deal and the money. Uh, So if you've got the deal pipeline, but you need access to cash and you want to build a reputation within a, uh, a group that will continue to invest their dollars into your deals, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. The founder of Fund That Flip is Matt Rodak, and he's actually one of my very first guests on the show. It's episode number seven. Um, so if you have a chance, go check that out too. Familiarize yourself with Matt and what he's all about. But when you're needing money and you want an online lender that provides fast, convenient access to affordable capital for your flipping projects, then fund that flips the way to go. Their team has over 200 deals under their belt. And uh, you can actually, this is crazy, you can actually be approved immediately within 30 seconds once you put in your information. Uh, so go to fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever and get some money for your flipping projects. Hi, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and this is a show where we cut out all that fluffy stuff. We get straight to the real estate investing insights that move your business forward. We've spoken to Robert Kiyosaki from Rich Dad Poor Dad, uh, Barbara Corcoran, the uh, TV personality and successful investor on Shark Tank, and many, many other successful, not only investors, but also professionals who can help us with specific skills that move our business forward. And today, because it's Sunday, we are doing a special segment, as you know, if you're a loyal Best Ever listener, called Skillset Sunday. And we're talking about a specific skill that will help you when you you master it, will help you in your real estate business. And with us, I'm so happy to be speaking with Dan Cashel. How you doing, Dan? Awesome, Joe. It's an honor and a pleasure to be on the show with you today. Yeah, nice to have you on the show too, my friend. And and thank you for joining us. A little bit about Dan before he gets into his background, then we'll dive into the skill set Sunday. He is the CEO of Genius Network and he's based in Phoenix, Arizona. He talks the talk and walks the walk. Um, He has started his first company at 22 years old, and he has over 22 years of experience growing businesses. He is an author of a couple best-selling books. One of them is titled Bootstrap Business. And non-business related, his dream was to play pro baseball as a kid, um, and he loves hanging out with his family and um, just has a ball doing so. Um, With that being said, Dan, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background, and then we'll dive into the skill set you're going to teach us? I'd be happy to, uh, Joe. And again, thanks thanks again. And I know uh, we owe John Corcoran a, a great thank you for getting us connected and uh, seeing how we can help each other. Uh, you know, my, my dream, as you mentioned, as a kid was to play pro baseball, uh, and that didn't work out. I ended up playing college ball. I ended up coaching college baseball, a summer all-star team uh, with college athletes, 
And while I was going through education, Joe, I, I realized I started looking at my friends in the student teaching track that I was on and I was evaluating it going, well, if I follow this path, I'm going to have a have a roommate named dad till I'm 30. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so uh, so I started looking at where else could I take a coaching slash teaching background, interest, passion that I've got and apply it somewhere else that actually would you know pay you a little bit more money. And, you know, I stumbled into direct response marketing uh, at a young age, and I started becoming insatiably curious about how to get people to take action, right? In other words, human behavior in responding to things. So I got involved in direct marketing. I started my first company, believe it or not, in 1992. Uh, we started working with uh, health club organizations to help them build, grow their business. And we'd go in and offer a consulting and direct uh, mail package where we literally, Joe, if you could imagine, we would walk into these clubs if you were an owner and we'd go, hey, Joe, if we could show you a way that we could guarantee you 200 to 300 new members in the next 30 to 45 days, we'd front the risk, we'd run the ads, we'd pay for the mailing, we'd run the TV ads, the radio ads, and if it makes money, we'll split the profits. If we lose money, we'll front the risk. Would you be open to it? I'd say, can I double up? Yeah. So it was an irresistible offer. Way back then, we also had built a custom software program back in 1992 to assess, you know, their people's talents and abilities as it relates to a key core skill set of selling and, you know, had it broken down into seven categories, identify what they did weak, and then we would train them up and coach them up on how to get better at it and then leave them with a training program in addition to the influx of new members. So we had a lot of fun doing that. Unfortunately, uh, that business didn't work out because I was ignorant in running a business and I made some poor decisions and, you know, who I had on my team. Uh, I started a few businesses over the following years. And, you know, to fast forward today, I think now I've had nine different companies that I've owned directly. Uh, and, you know, it's been quite a ride, you know, getting getting a chance to build and grow something from an idea or scratch is just one of the greatest joys of being an entrepreneur. I'm blessed today to be also the CEO for Genius Network and work with Joe Polish and uh, also the founder of growththefreedom.com, where we get to inspire, transform, and be able to provide tools for mastery uh, for people who are building and growing their businesses. What companies that you have founded do you are, do you actively uh, participate in right now? So the, the Growth to Freedom platform, I, I uh, sold my companies in 2009 after a health issue, right? And so Maybe some of your listeners, maybe you can even relate to this, Joe. I don't know how many people find that sometimes when we're an entrepreneur, we let things go. And for me, I uh, I sacrificed my health, right? And I look back on it today. I'm not proud to say I did this, but for about a 12-year period, I was sleeping two to four hours a day. And, you know, when I was in my 20s and 30s, like a lot of, a lot of guys, I thought I was invincible, and it took its toll over a course of, of, of time. And I thought I was doing the right thing, building my businesses, building my dreams, right? Building equity and things that I owned. And ultimately, two weeks after my son was born in 2007, I woke up with uh, chest pains. My throat was closing on me. I was having a hard time, you know, really getting around. I called my doctor uh, after speaking to him a couple of minutes. He recommended I, I get myself to the hospital. I drove myself to the hospital a few miles away. Uh, to this date, Joe, I don't know how I even got to the hospital. Uh, when I got in the hospital, they started taking some vitals and then all hell broke loose. They strapped me into some diodes, put me on a gurney, rolled me into a room. And the next thing I know, I'm there four days later on the third night 
was probably the biggest wake up call uh, at that time. It was the a it was a false alarm, thank goodness, but it was a wake up call that I needed. And for me, Joe, what happened? Uh, the doctor came in, said that we need to do this uh, procedure, this surgery. Uh, I had to sign a disclaimer, and it said I had a one in X chance, one in 500 chance of dying on the table. Now, let's face it, uh, as you're listening, or Joe, as you know, you know, one in 500 conversion rates online, or one in 500 offer sheets, right, in real estate, <laughs> right? You know, that, that's not going to get anybody's attention. But when you attach the words chance of dying on the end of it, it will take your temperature. And it freaked me out. And I, uh, I'll say I ended up curling up like a little baby. Uh, I cried my eyes out all night writing what I thought might be my last will to my wife and letting at that time and letting her know where things stood, where things were at. And I went through a whole series of things during that few several hours. And, you know, I, on one end, I was dealing with loss. And, you know, uh, I heard it on an interview uh, here with Grant Cardone not too long ago that when a friend of his died or a family member died, he was really looking in the mirror and going, you know, what what is it that I regret not taking advantage of in my potential? And I was dealing with that loss at that moment. It was really hard. Uh, and then I came out on the other side on the, after writing. I think it was a process of writing that got me to really get through that feeling. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to conquer this. When I come out of this, what am I going to do different? What am I going to do that's going to be better? And for me, Joe, what ended up happening, it really framed everything I do today, every choice I make. You know, as an entrepreneur, many times our to-do list is one thing. But the higher up we go, our not-to-do list becomes far more important. In fact, it becomes the most important thing. And for me, the not-to-do list became important in getting real clarity on three main questions. Number one, what do I want? Not what did my wife want? Not what did my kids want? Not what did the 175 employees that I had in this multi-million dollar business uh, per month that I was operating, but what did I really want? Uh, then who was I? You know, when I first stopped and thought about that question, who was I? I came up with a lot of things, labels, dad, entrepreneur, but I had forgotten about the real things that made me, the character things, the things like confidence, clarity, uh, faith, right? Uh, significant contribution, right. impact, you know, the things that really matter, you know, or, or Tony Robbins talks about them as the six core emotional needs that drive us uh, overall, those types of really important things. So who was I? And then what do I stand for? And for me, in that moment, the next phase was to then set up the stage to sell my companies. 18 months later, I had sold my companies. Uh, it gave me the flexibility and freedom to spend time as a, a, a full-time, semi-full-time dad. I don't know that entrepreneurs, true entrepreneurs, can ever completely walk away. I had a couple side projects going on, uh, but I ended up getting my health in order, getting more sleep. I lost 70 pounds, really spent great time with my kids. And about three years ago, I connected with Joe Polish. We decided to team up and... Uh, it's been a great synergy the last few years. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, thank goodness yes. you uh, got took the 499 chances instead of that one chance. That's right. Um, so con congrats on that, and thank and, and thank thank goodness for your family as well, and those those of you know everybody involved. Um, let's talk about. Uh, very specifically, let's talk about how to double your profits in business, and and so first. How how about you give us an example of how you've doubled profits in business, and then perhaps you know walk us through kind of the the template that that we should use as real estate investors and and um, and and entrepreneurs. Yeah. So what pops up for me, Joe, are are really 
principle-based ideals in business, right? I think a lot of people look for tactics, but at the end of the day, what really builds and grows a company and a culture of a company or business uh, long-term are the principles that, that that it operates from. So there's a couple of people I had a chance to learn from overall. One, uh, you know, is Peter Drucker, and he says that business has two functions, right? Marketing and innovation, and everything else is a cost. So as you're, you know, as you're thinking about your business, Joe, or as you're listening right now, you know, what business are you in? You know, this is a Dan Kennedy quote, but, you know, we're not in the business we think we're in. We're in the business of marketing the business we think we're in. And even to take it deeper with Peter Drucker, it's we're in the business of innovating the business we're in. And then go, I'll even go an exponential level beyond, which is a Dan Sullivan quote, is adding teamwork to that framework. So it's marketing, innovation, and teamwork you know, we're in the teamwork building aspect. And so that means our shareholders. Uh, and that ties in with the second idea, which is we're not in the order business, we're in the reorder business. And if we take that, if we take that framework, Joe, think about how many, how many people do we know that are incredibly talented, right? They have the look, they have the talk, they walk the walk and they're talented, but they're not selling, <laughs> right? Um, you know, at, at, the, at the end of the day, there's a there's no relationship between being good and getting paid. And that's one of the biggest lies, I think, in, in business that a lot of us have bought into is that, you know, I've got to be good at what I do. And the fact is, I know plenty of people aren't really that good at what they do, uh, but they're incredibly successful. Why? Because they understand the process of, of business, business growth. And most importantly, I would say the num number one function to get great at in business is marketing. Uh, overall, but it starts with a framework. Uh, so the business having the functions, we're not in the order business, we're in the reorder business. Because if we're in the order business and we only focus on that one transaction, that's never going to lead us to the promised land in business, which are the ultimate client opportunities, which are referrals, as we all know. You know, why is Starbucks what it is? It's the client experience. Not only do we want to come back for more, but we gather people with us and take people to those places with us. So in our real estate business, how can we create and use the framework? I'm not in the transaction business. I'm in the transformation business. And I create a transformational experience so my clients want to uh, do business with me, A, but then want to bring other people and almost build a community around that. Dean Jackson, who's been prolific in real estate, he worked with uh, uh, a referral company that you guys probably know pretty well, but he has, has the world's uh, best marketing postcard. And he gets everybody on his list and he's community even those people who don't buy real estate from him right now he gets them on the list uses the world's most interesting postcard sends it out to him and now they're front of mind every single month with something interesting and compelling uh overall so i could i could go deep into a lot of different ideas but those two frameworks are the big two that pop up for me uh joe overall so i'll let you take take it from here <laughs> yeah yeah i like that so um, the first framework you mentioned, business has two functions, is from Peter Drucker. Um, uh, well, I guess three, um, which is a combo of Peter and someone else. I, for, I, for, I forget he mentioned. Yep, Dan, Dan Sullivan. Sullivan. Yep. Yeah. Um, marketing, innovation, and teamwork. Teamwork. Yep. And then we're in the reorder business. So really focusing on referrals. Um, you, you, you mentioned transformation, um, you know, so other people say relationship business, um, versus transaction business. So, um, 
with the with the business has has we'll say three functions. Um, let me just change my notes here. Uh, three three functions: marketing, innovation, teamwork. How, how do we get started in looking at our company or building it to make sure we incorporate those three? Yeah, great, great, great thing. And you know, we can take a deep dive and spend days on this, but a couple simple ideas to think about. I think the number one question that we need to be looking at asking about our clients or client experiences, how do they feel at every level? You know, uh, Joe Polish and Dean Jackson have a podcast called ilovemarketing.com and they talk about it at the before unit, the during unit and the after unit, right? And how do they feel in your before unit, right? In the prospecting stage, how about the during unit? You know, like when they're touring the home, right? Uh, you know, or in the before unit of even getting the listing set up. You know, how do they feel? And then on the back end of it, after the sale happens, how do they feel? So if you start thinking through the chain of all of those pieces, beginning with the end in mind, working backwards, you can start to create the ultimate client experience. Uh, The number one question that that client has in their mind, by the way, is who do I trust? You know, we can go in as a, a welcome guest in many ways, utilizing great marketing, or we can be perceived as an annoying sales pest. And I'll dive into a couple of frameworks to think about to be able to do that. But here's a simple, I guess, uh, overall analogy to look at it. You know, a dollar bill and a hundred dollar bill. You know, what's the real difference of those two bills? You know, they're the same weight, same color of ink. The only difference between a $1 bill and a hundred dollar bill is what? It's the message on the paper, right? So as we're all building our business, Joe, Uh, There's three things that we need. I learned this from Gary Halbert, and I hear Joe talk about it a lot as well, that we need a product or a service. We need a message and we need a delivery system. And I see a lot of people, again, coming back to the principle idea versus tactic idea, they get caught up in the idea that their delivery system and they're so focused on like what, you know, you know, technology should I be using? Right. Or they fall in love with their product, their widget, their glop, if you will. And at the end of the day, the thing that will move it the most is the messaging. Uh, you know, Gary Albert for years had talked about before he passed away that, you know, you're one great sales letter away from solving any problem overall. So the key is how do we differentiate, our, dif- differentiate ourselves overall? I mean, if someone wants to learn how to double or, or practically double their business uh, overall, number one, it's improve the messaging to the to the end user. Uh at the end of the day, a great way to be able to do that, that I've I've coached people on and I've also watched people do it effectively, because, again, how many people do we know that they've had big goals? They have big goal, big goals this year and they're falling short. And guess what? Last year they had big goals, too. And, you know, why is it some people are in obscurity with who they are? They're not. They don't seem to get any fanfare. You know, if they post a video online, they get X number of views and someone else, maybe not even as talented, gets 100 times those views. Well, it's about the messaging that someone creates. So would it be all right if I share a couple methodologies that uh, that people may be able to take away from the show and be able to put in place right away? Would any, has anyone has said no to that question? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll ask you a rhetorical question if you ask me one. You got it. I like it. I like it. Cool. So, um, so you know, Joe Polish has been teaching the idea of using a consumer awareness guide for years, you know, and uh, so using a consumer awareness guide, a consumer education guide too, 
you know, real estate in Orlando, real estate in Tempe, Arizona, or, you know, wherever your city is. And so that can be the framework of the title. And then five things you must know before hiring a real estate agent in or, a, you know, a, before being a real estate investor. Now, the consumer education guide can take multiple formats, right? So we can have a printed guide, we can have a video, we can have an audio, we can do interviews with other people to set up the framework of what that education guide, like this interview right here is a great framework to be able to educate people. Essentially, I'm going through an education-based marketing process, Joe, to educate your clients, your followers, your constituents, and your you know stakeholders, essentially, on how to you know, apply a skill set in a little better way. So it's a framework. So people could duplicate that. I mean, everybody in business today that's serious about their brand. And you know what? As you're listening, as you're watching right now, you are the brand of you. And I want to challenge you to think bigger. And in our role as, I mean, in our future, in our bigger future, regardless of the field that you're in, in real estate, or whether you're just a dad, or whether you're a, a mom working at home, at the end of the day, people want to know, they want to answer the question, who do I trust? So you can do a lot of staging. Imagine if you just recorded one audio for 10 minutes a week for the next five years. Now, when someone looks you up, what is what happens? You're, you're pre-positioned. See, marketing, we all do marketing. The unfortunate part, most people do it ineffectively, Joe, right? And you've seen this, haven't you, in real estate? <laughs> sure. Right? Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And the question that when someone is either an investor or working with an agent, they're asking, who can I trust? Who's the authority? Who's got the biggest credibility? Well, any of us today, because of technology, can immediately differentiate ourselves. Why? Because most people are lazy. Most people won't do what it takes, right? And so if you do want to differentiate yourself, if you do want to position yourself, Joe Polish calls it mark, great marketing is simply storytelling, right? Uh, there's a big difference between marketing and selling. Marketing is what you do once you have someone uh, uh, or marketing is what you do to get someone on the phone or face to face with you, predisposed, pre-qualified, pre-motivated and pre-interested. And you, they've already been disqualified up to that point, ready to do business with you. Selling is what you do after you get them on the phone to work with you. Right. So now you're face to face with them or, or uh, on the phone. You know, most people have a misunderstanding of of marketing. You know, like the old adage, you know, find a need in what? Joe, do you you were probably taught this like I was, right? Find a need and fill it, right? One of the mm -hmm. biggest lies in business today. Yet so many people are going down a path following people who teach the find a need and fill it. And you know what? It's it can be contextual at the same time, but I think a stronger way to look at it, an exponential way to look at it, is find a want and fill it. I mean, I know plenty of people who smoke, uh, who need to quit, but they don't, right? I know plenty of fat people who need to lose weight, but they don't, they don't want to, right? The number one question I ultimately came out after I was, you know, scared of dying on that deathbed in 2007 was what do I want? Not what do I need, but what do I want? Right. And it, you know, comes down to the simple, uh, marketing formula, Joe, which I, uh, imagine you've heard, you've taught in one way or another, which is AIDA, right? Which is attention, get their attention, build interest, build desire, and then create a call to action or an action in, in your message. And every mess. So imagine if you're watching or listening right now, if you just recorded a 10 minute 
education-based guide to whatever, whatever that might be, could be real estate investing, could be to giving a tour, could be whatever the process is for what you're doing. And you just recorded those for the next year, two years, three years, five years down the road, you'd have over 250 content pieces. So now if someone was searching for an expert, guess who'd have the authority? You would as you're watching or listening right now. Or who would have, and if they listen or or watch, if it's a YouTube video, you could do the same thing and record it on video, right? And it gives you a, a, diff, a distinction in the marketplace. Joe calls it elf marketing versus half marketing, right? And we all can have a half business or an elf business. Was it a half business? It's an acronym that's half, hard, annoying, lame, and frustrating versus elf that's easy, lucrative, and fun, <laughs> right? And sometimes it can even be easy, uh, elf, easy, lucrative, and fun, a half business, hard, annoying. It can sometimes be lucrative, but it's still frustrating because the business owns you versus you being able to work on it. So great marketing, you know, it's like a football. Joe, are you a football fan at all? I am. Yeah. So field position in football is a really important thing, right? So, you know, if you're going to, if you're, if someone kicks off to you and you're taking it down in the end zone, eight yards deep, and you return it three yards out of the end zone, right? It's a touchback. You get the ball on the 20, you got 80 yards to go. But on the other end, if you return it out and you take it back, you know, 93 yards, right? So you're on the seven yard line going the other way. You're, you just have better field position. And so what great marketing does for all of us, it gives us better field position in the context of running our business. And uh, it's one of the most important skill sets all of us can spend our time. In fact, I've narrowed it down to five critical skill sets that I believe will differentiate successful business owners, successful entrepreneurs from other. Number one, marketing. Number two is influence. Number three, productivity. I mean, how many of us, how many know people who are great entrepreneurs who are consumed and overwhelmed today with technology, right? So getting a skill set around dealing with productivity. Number four is emotional mastery uh, overall. Number five, the ability to hire and or I'll call it recruiting, which, you know, I'll tie those two together as one hiring and recruiting. See, imagine if you got good at marketing, being able to sell, be productive, emotional mastery and hiring and recruiting those five core competencies. What would that do for your business? It's really simple to double your business and it doesn't take you getting 100 percent better. It's getting better, taking 15 minutes a day every day, five days a week, six days a week to get better 15 minutes a day in those five areas. So 15 minutes better in marketing. You know, I have people all the time, Joe, they ask me, how do you, how did you get good at marketing? Well, first of all, compared to Joe Polish and Jay Abraham, who I'm fortunate to spend a lot of time with both of those guys or Dean Jackson, right? And a lot of our genius network members, you know, I consider myself a A minus or a B plus marketer. Joe and those guys, you know, they're A, A plus. They're genius at it. I'm, I'm a guy, you know, frankly, Joe, I'm an overachiever. You know, I, I'm average at a lot of things, but what I've done is put in a lot of, you know, the 10,000 hour rules and these five core competencies for the last 20 plus years. And that'll set you apart uh, overall. So, uh, so that's, those are a couple simple ideas. The consumer education guide uh, gives you a competitive advantage. You know, put yourself in a position uh, we t I've been teaching this for, I don't know, 15 years. It's called the wealth formula. I forget who I learned it from. But what the wealth formula teaches us, Joe, is this. Put yourself in a position to do the work one time 
and get paid over and over again. And that's more theoretical than reality because even Oprah does the work more than one time. But like this show that we're doing today, right, Joe? You know, it's going to go out to thousands of people. I'm doing yep. the work once, but it's going to, and it'll live on. It'll have a legacy, a lifespan of X time and likely be online. Now, most things that are online are on there for a lifetime. Uh, some people be resonate with it. Some people will probably be repelled by my message, think I'm too energetic or this or that. Uh, but the beauty is, is it becomes a polarizing opportunity to attract who we want and repel who we don't. And you can duplicate this exact process. Another great tool to build in, Joe, is a bio video. You know, go hire a college kid from a community college in your area, right? Um, at worst case scenario. I mean, if you really want to invest in yourself, go hire a pro because a pro will, you know, the worst part of any investment, the most expensive investment any of us can make is, you know, like, for example, the uh, most expensive information is bad information. <laughs> the most expensive hire is a bad hire. The most expensive marketing is a bad marketer, <laughs> right? So invest wisely wherever that may be. And sometimes the smartest thing for any of us to do is just pay retail. But if you're just getting started as well, you know, I remember, you know, for a recent bio video I created, and I'm happy to make it available, Joe, to show people as a sample of, say, mine and maybe Joe Polish's. Uh, so people can see their one to two minutes or so, uh, you know, sometimes they can be a little longer, sometimes a little shorter, but they're not like major TV production, but it just gives people a feel of who you are, what you stand for, why you're doing what you're doing, uh, and it impacts people. And again, it's designed to, you know, get people to go, wow, this person has authority, credibility in a certain area. And it ultimately and uh, builds curiosity to get people to go, do I want to learn more? And if the answer is yes, then that creates the next step. That's pretty cool. Yep. I like the the bio video and um, I would, would love to see a couple examples if, if you wouldn't mind sharing them. I, I, I believe you sent me one that uh, of, of you beforehand, but if you've got another one as well, we can group those together and put it in the show notes links for the best ever listeners. You got it. We'll make sure to do that. Well, we have uh, talked about a lot of different things, or you, you've talked about a lot of different things. Let, let's kind of um, tie a bow on it and talk the next step for a best ever listener, because you've covered a whole lot. Um, what would be the the next step that a listener should take in order to act on any number of these these things? Yeah, I would say, you know, again, coming back to you know, the core principle ideas uh, first and foremost, because, you know, if someone's got a resistance to marketing or resistance to selling, you know, what's that costing somebody? And at the end of the day, how do you know if someone's got a resistance, they're probably not utilizing it effectively. Uh, you know, like selling, for example, often gets a bad rap, you know, because of, you know, people in car sales or, you know, any industry has good people, and bad people. But I love the definition of selling Joe from uh, Dan Sullivan, who runs Strategic Coach. Uh, you probably heard of Dan, right? Yep. Yeah. So Dan, his definition is getting someone intellectually involved in a future result that is good for them so that they can emotionally commit to take action to achieve that result. Right. I mean, it's one of the best definitions I've ever heard. You know, another simple version of selling is simply helping people to get to a, a decision point. Right. And helping people being the key. So Dan is, Dan's version is getting someone intellectually involved in a future result that is good for them, 
right? So if what you're selling, you know, and if you're in real estate, right, or whatever your industry you might be in, what is the transformation that you're providing people? And I want to challenge you to look at what is the transformation at a deep emotional level overall, right? See, people aren't buying a house, right, or, or investing in a property because it just makes money, right? If people were money motivated, they wouldn't need you or me. They'd already have the money and they don't most of the time. And so at the end of the day, what is what is that going to give them? And so a great exercise, Joe, that we can all do regularly in our businesses is to take a deep dive into our clients. You know, one one way to do it is to identify who are your five best clients in your business right now. Maybe they buy the most from you, refer the most, you know, they they have the financial means to afford what you offer, uh, and so on, and really look at them as a person and write their name down, first and last name, and then get in their shoes. Uh, Dan Sullivan calls this having a DOS conversations, dangers, opportunities, and strengths. You know, so if I was going to look at Joe, you're, you know, let's use a, a fictitious person, but, you know, if I was going to think of somebody named uh, Bob, well, Bob Smith, well, what are Bob's dangers in his business right now, right? Uh, you know, what are the things keeping him up at night right now? What are the things that he is worried about uh, deep in his subconscious, right? What are likely the things that emotionally are moving him to make decisions or not make decisions? So those are the dangers. What are the opportunities that Bob has? So in other words, in his business, he's got opportunity. What it, What is the opportunities over the next 12 to 24 months and project those out? And then what are the strengths that Bob has in his business, right? Because we all have strengths. And we all have weaknesses. And the key in our business is, again, coming back to teamwork, is to complement the things we're uniquely gifted at, uh, or as Dan Sullivan calls, having a unique ability that we do better than anybody else and we do effortlessly and surrounding ourselves with other people who complement those other skills we don't have and or we just don't enjoy that much. So that's what teamwork is all about. So dangers, opportunities, strengths, and once you can get in the shoes, I mean, ultimately you identify, you know, who is your ideal client? Where are they hanging out? What emotionally are they concerned about from a psychographic level? What are the pains that they've got or the problems that they're dealing with uh, right. overall? So that was one of the best exercises to be able to do. But then even going deeper, once you have all that, then go, OK, what does it mean? Right. What will this give them? What will it do for them? And I like to use Tony uh, Robbins framework, which are the six emotional core needs and really figure out how this means that or what does it mean in relation to that and so he talks about it in terms of certainty uncertainty significance love or connection contribution and then mastery so if someone is looking to be a real estate investor right which of those six core needs or a combination of the two most predominant needs are they really looking to fill for some people it might be significance and and some level of financial certainty right or having a system that gives them certainty. Or maybe there's someone who's an entrepreneur, uh, a Richard Branson type, and they're adventurous. So for them, the uncertainty or adventurous type, the risk-taking element is, is their most important psychological need or significance. They're doing it for a deeper meaning purpose, maybe for family, maybe for legacy purposes or contribution. They wanna, they wanna transform neighborhoods in particular areas and communities, and guess what? They're doing it because they want to set up a, a foundation in that area and donate X amount of time and money for those types of resources or mastery. Maybe they're just moved by mastering a, a, a specific 
topic area like what you focused in, Joe, which is real estate. So really looking at the core of what needs are being met or not met in that DOS conversation is a great, great framework to be able to build from. Well, Dan, thank you for sharing so many wonderful insights and strategies and, and talking really about the mental game and you know really focusing on the high level stuff um, as well as getting into the weeds a little bit because that's important too. Um, some of the takeaways I got from our conversation, uh, I, I have a lot of notes, um, but I, I'd say you know your 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 story about you know whenever you were in the hospital and. Uh, the, the thought uh, occurred to you and, and after you speak, you know, you're hearing Grant too, um, talking about this afterwards, um, the thought of what is it that I regret not taking advantage of for, of my potential and really, really uh, resonated with me in particular. Um, and then also, you know, talking about now the, as it pertains to the skill set Sunday, uh, the business has three functions, marketing, innovation, and teamwork. And then we're not in the uh, order business, we're in the reorder business. So really thinking through the relationship aspect or the transformational aspect that we have um, and looking at from every level, how do our clients feel? Um, So before the experience, during the experience and after the experience, um, focusing in on the message being that that being the number one way we can really build our business and and really influence it uh and then you know you gave the the framework you know something like five uh things you must know before hiring a real estate agent um looking at what i what i look at with our um titles for our podcast episodes is uh buzzfeed and how they structure their titles and i structure mine very similar to to buzzfeed because it just works for them yep um and I, i figured you know model after those who've come before you and i know you appreciate that being a tony robbins fan oh yeah um then you know finding finding a want and fill it uh i i like that approach too and many, many other different types of acronyms that you went through. I won't go into all of them, um, but the last thing I'll say is the skill sets for entrepreneurs that we can hone. And we are all entrepreneurs if we're in real estate because when we buy a property, it's a business. Yes. When, when we're business owners, we're an entrepreneur. So marketing influence, being productive, having emotional mastery. You mentioned many Tony Robbins references. Um, and then... Uh, which which I wholeheartedly embrace because I love that guy and hiring and recruiting. So uh, and and then I, I I said lastly, but I will say lastly this time again. But I'll mean it. Um, the video bios is really interesting too. Uh, so if if you can share those video bios with me, and then I'll make sure that they get posted on the show notes. And where can the best ever listeners learn more about you and what you got going on? Number one, our our show. If you want to take it deeper and get into some of the different topic dives that we go into, you can go to growththefreedom dot com. And then, uh, you know, for people that are interested in being surrounded by a high level uh, group of um, entrepreneurs, uh, we host an annual event once a year, which you can get more info. We just had Tony at our event, Tony Robbins and John Paul DeJoria, JJ Virgin, Victoria Long. Actually, there were over 330 people. It's a high level event, $10,000 per person event. And at over 330 people, it was sold out. We even had a VIP lounge sold out. Uh, as well. But uh, you can get info for that at GeniusNetworkEvents.com. Uh, you'll receive more connections, collaboration, contribution uh, overall. And uh, yeah. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I hope you have a best ever weekend and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. Pleasure and an honor. Thank you.
If you need money for your flipping project, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. You'll know within 30 seconds if you're approved or not to get money for your residential flip. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever.